0: fam
1: and this is jonesy
0: and we are
1: the twin vipers podcast
0: podcast about action movies and jonesy what's going on man
1: nothing much i am feeling it you know we had such a great snappy intro episode that i feel like it is carrying over and i cannot wait to talk about this movie
0: yeah i have been waiting to touch base with you again because i just needed someone to bounce martial arts movies off of been watching a bunch lately so i just wanted to kind of i'm glad we're back in the setting so we can discuss all things punching and kicking so i'm all about it jonesy Have what movies have you seen any seen any movies lately we're just gonna run over you know, that all day
1: i caught my my favorite superhero movie of all time was on last night sorry monday night doesn't matter i could name sure. a million days no one who knows when someone listens to this Oh. Uh, 2017's Logan.
0: Okay. That just hit Disney Plus,
1: didn't it? Yeah, it just hit the app. Sick. And um, I made the mistake of putting it on before I was trying to go to sleep. And Logan is one of those movies where like, once I start, I'm not stopping. Okay. I get it. Like, I got to make it all the way to when Laura says, Daddy, at the end of the movie, where I haven't given it my all. And let me tell you, it still holds up. And I know Hugh Jackman is coming back, and he's going to play Wolverine again in a Deadpool movie. And Has that uh, been confirmed? Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, Jonesy confirmed right sure. now, which I means mean, uh, the, not confirmed at all.
0: Hugh Jackman, get the money. I'm all about you coming back. Uh, I'm a big yeah. X-Men. X-Men's probably my number one comic franchise that I love, uh, and, and I'm a big Wolverine guy. So, yeah, man, Hugh Jackman, get that money. No, like, I uh-huh. I'm mad at it all day.
1: I mean it's such a terrific movie if you've never seen it you know show me on the doll where the world hurt you <laughs> it is, you it is see, ultra
0: violent uh it probably works its way into our kind of our action movie uh, mindset but yeah that movie's great i i saw it in theaters and loved every many of it it was super cool so it was good to see kind of the fallout of all the x-men stuff which is which is pretty cool
1: and, uh, fam, I've noticed from your letterboxed activity that you've been on a slow circle around the bowl as you try to watch every James Bond movie in the last So,
0: I had a crazy... I try to do dumb things at times. I wanted to, for being July, the month of July, as we're recording this, I decided, hey, July, 007, they're all on Prime, let's watch them all. So, I started from the beginning from Dr. No. Actually and I okay. watched a bunch of the Bronson ones too. Pierce Brosnan's Bond was when I was kind of growing up. That was the the Bond yep. in the theater. So I I realized I didn't see all of them. That last one was bad. No, the second to the last one was real bad. That Denise Richards one was very very bad. So
1: Yo, Dr. Christmas Jones, I believe is her character. Name. Yes,
0: the most uh, nuclear scientist. <laughs> um but everybody always talks so great about the Bond movies and that it's a hollow franchise and it's going on forever. I mean, I think it's like 24 movies total. So, Hey, let's yeah. start from somewhere. So Dr. No, first one, great, loved it. And then it just fell off a cliff. It got, you know, it started off, I think it was like six movies with Connery and then, uh, some movies with Timothy Dalton and Roger Moore, but those Connery ones were, kind of hit or miss it kind of ended well and then the Roger Morrow ones were real bad like I don't know it's just a bad movie it, it kind of takes the secret agent trope but it just it gets so corny it just the situations they put themselves in it's not like sleek it's not like oh he's so debonair like you see Daniel Craig now and Pierce Brosnan it's like six slick dude in tuxes like super suave like let's go this is like the goofiest, like Looney Tunes ass, like things I've ever seen. And I, I don't know it. It, maybe it just didn't bounce off me as well, but, um, yeah, so I'm getting through it. I'm on Timothy Dalton stuff now. So like License to
1: kill. Yeah. So we'll
0: get there. And then I've seen all the, the license
1: G- to kill was my personal favorite, uh, bond theme. I will. S- Gladys Knight.
0: I will. Oh, there's that one with the render on it. That's great. It's really good.
1: Oh, a veto a kill. That's yes. also a great bond. song.
0: um, I will say Timothy Dalton. If I was to think of a Bond in my head, it's probably Timothy Dalton. Not to say he's my favorite, but like that's what I think a Bond would be. And I was like look, looking up some stuff from him. He got offered I, he got offered the Bond job a ton of times and turned it
1: down because he was t- so young. I um, have gone on record in previous internet uh, audio saying that Timothy Dalton is my personal favorite James Bond, and he is most like uh, in Fleming's james bond in the novels sure my in my opinion
0: no he's super chill he's super slick i i like him a lot as james bond um sucks he only got two movies but um
1: yeah i sometimes imagine that um that pierce Brosnan's first goldeneye yep uh should have been uh old man bond timothy dalton coming out of retirement to go after 006 after he loses his license and the license to kill, he gets brought back to hunt Al Trevelyan. I think that would have been an, an amazing third Timothy Dalton movie. That would have been cool. But,
0: also Lazenby. Yeah. not but, I mean I do not yeah, bad, I do Not a bad it. bond at all. Even though no, he No, he gets a
1: lot of uh, a lot of fleck because he's not Connery. Right. But he I mean you gotta give him something for trying to do something totally different with the character. I mean, I think a lot of people have come around. Uh, to George George's performance As James Bond And I'm sure This is the content Everybody came for This was You know what It's uh, an action movie We someday could do Bond Are we
0: <laughs> Is this now a shoot off Of we do a Bond Retrospective cast Oh god I don't I, I don't uh, I, some, I don't have it in me man I can't watch this uh, again Us and
1: two million Other nerd podcasters I, Probably had the same idea At the same time
0: Some of those are just So rough to get through I'm just like Is your song Intro song good Yes or no Cool Is the movie Good No Two stars, moving on. Um, But Jonesy, let's talk about the movie that we are going to talk about today. The movie is The Way of the Dragon, Bruce Lee. Jonesy, can you give a quick summary of what this movie is about?
1: So this is Bruce's directorial debut, The Way of the Dragon. Uh, And it is, I want to say, the progenitor of the big kung fu movie tropes. You have a family business in trouble. In this case, it's based in Rome. Uh, So they send, you know, for help back in Hong Kong. And Bruce's character arrives. Uh, Tang Lung, he, you know, you can just call him Bruce Lee at this point. Mm -hmm. It is who he is. But uh, Tang arrives to help the family restaurant. Uh, Notable note, the first punch isn't thrown until 33 minutes into the movie which it was shocking. Right. Uh, and Tang is basically uh, tasked with uh, defend us from these ruffians, much like a, a later movie we both love Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, you know, the cousin comes over to basically defend the family business. Uh, he gets into it a little bit over his head, but the purity and ferocity of Jeet Kune Do, uh, at his side, Bruce uh, eventually emerges triumphant even after several assassins are sent after him. Uh, He is triumphant, but ultimately betrayed in in an amazing twist that I had totally forgotten about when I saw this movie. And uh, at the end, he becomes the Kung Fu Wanderer once again and leaves his newfound family in Rome uh, to really find the way of the dragon.
0: Great summary. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right, especially with the beginning part. Uh, Punch was not thrown forever. I didn't know the. Yeah. I didn't know the beginning part of this movie was just going to be Bruce Lee, poop issues for the first like twenty minutes. Yeah. My, so yeah,
1: it took me all uh, an hour and thirty four minutes. This film is to realize this was a comedy. Yeah. Like, I didn't get that Bruce was making a comedic picture until the climax. Right. I was like, oh, this is supposed to be funny. Why? I I spent most of the movie annoyed.
0: (laughs) Why did he pick out five soups at the rest? Like, five soups. My guy, get an entree. This is not Olive Garden, limited soup and salad. You got to pay for each one of those. Like, what are we doing, dude? Yeah, yeah. No steak, no meat, no chicken. No, I need give me all the runny soups and let them yeah. work its way through my body.
1: And, and, and very strange that I mean, because before this, um, what was it? Was it the was Big Boss the movie that came up prior to this one? Yeah, I think that was the one. Before that and that's plays played completely straight. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming from Big Boss to Way of the Dragon, you're like, what exactly? Am I watching? Now, Bruce makes up for it. Oh, no. He I mean, definitely makes up for it. once the of, fuse dude. is lit, it's Bruce Lee, you know, punching people for the next hour.
0: But do you feel like if this is, this is a directorial debut, does he feel like that he wanted to do a comedy because he wanted to show range of, hey, I can do both?
1: Well, you know, speaking of range, I, I was trying to take um, notes... As if I were judging Bruce as just a director instead of the incredible stunt coordinator he was. Sure. And it's really his choices are strange. And what do I mean by that? So like he uses practical transitions sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he will close up on a cat. Uh which is a main part of the climax of the movie Cat had the best seat in the uh, house. we'll talk about the cat i mean absolutely the cat had the best seat the best fight in the movie uh but there are some transitions where like so some of them are are, are annoying because bruce's main sidearm in this movie is like a pack of 100 number two pencils
0: yeah they were wooden kung fu quills that he would throw yeah, like darts it, unlimited Their absolutely
1: supply. number two pencils but i, dig- I digress oh, are
0: they? oh my gosh well i was, but, like, well, I was looking they, up they at are, it, and i was they like there has to be something. kung fu weapons
1: Correct. uh uh but i mean to me i was like oh the pencils again but the transitions like would be to follow the pencils through the air which was a strange choice but then he has a brilliant transition when they are uh when chen is serving him food. Like traditional Hong Kong food, and she's setting things on the table, and he really feels like home. And they transition to a scene where the main uh, underboss throws a table full of food, Mm -hmm. and you're suddenly now you're in a restaurant fight. Yeah. Like I was like, wow, that's kind of really brilliant, Bruce, to use that kind of practical transition from one location to another. And then there are some choices where, how could you make one that is so good? And then another one that is so silly.
0: Yeah, possibly but, because he was maybe trying to overcompensate and like touch everything with his own style to yeah. make sure that he showed that he did stuff. And his director.
1: Yeah, and if people don't know who Bruce Lee is, and I'm sure you you know if you're tuning into Twin Vipers. I mean, the man was a perfectionist, and he wanted to try everything. So he's probably trying to squeeze years of ideas into one movie,
0: right? Oh, he's laying it all out there. This might be my only comedy comedic role. This might be yeah, my only th- dark role. I'm going to show he, them everything I've got. Dude.
1: Yeah. he might. They might have said, Bruce, we're never going to cast you in a comedy. Right. Right? And he's like, well, I'll just do my own thing then. Because this is, I mean, it's supposed to be a silly kung fu romp, but that really comes off that way.
0: Yeah. With the whole thing we were saying before that he doesn't throw a punch for 30 minutes, it's all... And it's it's not even all like set up really in the beginning. It's more like him doing bits.
1: Yeah, it's like look how like you said. Look how much range I have as an actor. Totally, I can make you laugh. I can make you know. Then I can scare you. Like I can do all this. Man had to poop
0: like four times in the first like thirty minutes. Like you hate
1: to see it. But then that like I mean, when he empties the chamber, he's ready to fight. Yeah, he's like a he's like a prize horse. <laughs> He just needs to empty himself and then go. Full is that what happens before for the, the Kentucky rest of the Derby? Derby
0: is like they have to empty themselves? <laughs> exactly. <right>. God. <laughs>
1: the uh, more you
0: know. Um, one
1: one note I had sure. that was truly interesting. Um, not really caring about the continuity of his own story. You have to imagine all these people are now in Rome as uh, you know uh, expatriates trying to make a living abroad. Every phone operator in the movie is Cantonese or has a Cantonese accent, yet they are living and operating room. Even if they're not, it, when he picks up the phone and he can't speak Italian, right? the woman on the, the line is speaking English with a very heavy Cantonese-English accent in Italy. Right. I don't know why that took me out of it. Yeah, but, there were a
0: times uh, where, and I can understand dubbing and stuff like that, where and it's probably is mostly dubbing where someone was speaking in English to translation to someone saying exactly English, but that's
1: just someone in ADR was like, if they're worried about the phone conversation, it's not why they came to see
0: the movie. (laughs) Exactly. So I will say, and I kind of spoke this a little bit on the origins episode and like, I don't know if I think I saw this movie. The moment I knew I remembered that I've seen this movie a ton of times was in the restaurant scene where that slimy henchman guy, like the guy's, the, the slimy, like right hand man of the boss came in and he had that stupid little hat. I'm like, oh, I hate this dude uh, so yeah. much. I was like, and it all came rushing back. I'm like, yep, totally seen this. This dude sucks.
1: I think the, uh, also these couple fight scenes in the restaurant where he talks about Chinese boxing. Yep. Like these are very, you, like these are YouTube clips. Like a lot of them, people might have only seen this movie in clips on, on YouTube.
0: Yeah. It was crazy, but it was a cool introduction and him showing up and, you know, teaching them how to fight. Oh, we don't believe you until literally he throws three punches and I'm like, oh no, we believe you. You're crazy.
1: I mean, and also very Bruce Lee to uh, rag on karate and make everybody stop learning it and start learning <laughs> Kung Fu. That's a very Bruce thing.
0: It's a public service announcement. Please stop karate. Do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think, in a bunch of the fight scenes in this, you kind of notice the pattern of, Bruce Lee lets everyone else fight, get the crap beat out of him, and then initiate.
1: Yeah, uh, it, not only I mean that's in every major fight. He lets the wait the waiter staff get pumped <laughs> like, before he comes in to to knock everybody over. Right, and and then it happens. The only fight that he takes on by himself is Colt is Chuck Norris's character. Right, everybody else is, and rightfully so. Chen, the uh, the. I don't know, she's related to him at the restauranteur. Yes. She she rightfully so calls him a buffoon at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She's like, why did we invite you here? We just got roughed up and you were, you know, dropping a deuce in the bathroom <laughs> like you are worthless. And he he he's like, yeah, kind of like he doesn't even fight her on no. it. No.
0: Yeah, and, he, and was he, this, cr- he was
1: doing the he was doing the weird thing
0: the- of us like okay, you're be on guard. So he just sits there like menacingly like at a table yeah. like not eating food like but also not doing his job in protecting because every, all the weight staff are just constantly getting pummeled. I feel like it's the case of the wait staff are like oh we can see Bruce Lee fight, we can fight just like him and just get smashed like they're oh, not yeah. him. And Bruce Lee's like
1: mm, okay, fine, I'll help now. Well, Bruce's one superpower is that everyone in this movie waited their turn to fight him. Thank God. Did you notice that? No, well, that there was only that they one would approach yes, him, Most of the time, get their ass kicked and then the other guy would be like, "Oh, right, it's my turn."
0: <laughs> there was one time when he had the nunchucks on the outside in the alley. And he was fighting yeah. multiples and they were then fighting him one-on-one because that dude did not want to that uh the guy at the end did not want to fight him.
1: Oh, at it always felt like field day when we were kids and you like took your shot at the soccer ball right. and then you ran to the back of the line to try again a second time <laughs> only the soccer ball is the world's most famous martial artist with a pair of nunchucks He's gonna kick the crap out of you right who is literally gonna beat you in the face he slingshots the one guy so hard i swear to god he really hit him yeah probably i mean and which no i'm sure that shot made the cup but he slung it from his arm so quick i guessed i went oh like there was no one around there was to no one's benefit but my own fear that that guy got his eye knocked out. <laughs> oh, that guys are for
0: real. The one fight that oh that always uh, oh, throws me off, and I go uh, back to Bruce. Can you please help these men that are fighting because they're getting their ass beat? Was in the boss's office. Bruce Lee came in, and the re- the other waiters start fighting, and they're like two on one, you know, trying to fight some dude, and they're losing. <laughs> like the guy, oh yeah, and like, they're like that losing badly. Oh, that tall dude yeah. is like holding him up to the wall, and Bruce is like yeah. And I'm just like, no, nah, man, like help your boy. He doesn't help it. The only reason he helps him is because someone like sucker punch swings and hits him in the face. And then he starts like, oh, now I'm in.
1: Like, come and, on, man. And then they get pistol whipped for their whole, right. for their efforts. Right. They get pistol whipped and Bruce Lee does nothing.
0: Right. He's just hanging out.
1: Yeah. I feel. Oh, you could, you could take that. Unless
0: off. he's trying to do the mentor thing of like, I'm not always going to be here. You need to fight for yourself. But
1: Yeah, but you don't get that the entire movie that he's any kind of mentor to these guys.
0: But they're going on the mindset of like, they've been constantly beat up the entire time and now Bruce is here and now he's going to protect us. So they're all super happy of like, yeah, you're going to be the one to protect us. Like, they kind of fall back into that too. But yeah, I just noticed that of like, can we help the guys getting beat up, please? They're not good. (laughs) Nothing is working. They're getting sliced in the chest with knives. Please stop.
1: uh, So eventually the street toughs get their has kicked enough times that they bring in <clears throat> these karate champions wait and one before a- that go ahead go ahead how yes. many
0: times can bruce let that boss get away
1: <laughs> oh my god he just uh he just one inch punches him like in the gut a couple times or conversely sits him down in a chair and 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 you can't see me audience right. but he literally wags his finger this
0: is not a child you put in timeout. This is a dude that this is, is actively trying to kill you. Please, Presumably stop
1: a gangster, right? right? With a body count. Exactly.
0: Yeah, ridiculous. Twice. Even went to his office and said, please stop. Like, no, man. He's not. He's going to get assassins.
1: But classic kung fu movie logic. Instead of just in the middle of the night shooting Bruce in his sleep with the oh, crazy amount of guns they had in that lair. That was a lot. They hire... Other martial artists to beat Bruce Lee at his own game. Right. Like, is that the most Kung Fu plot ever? Yeah,
0: no, it's the, <laughs> it's literally like any Joker or any, like we go back to any Bond villain of like strapping Bond yeah. down and a slow laser gets him. I'm like, why does that have to be a slow laser? Y'all trying to, yeah, y'all I mean, try to get literally, this done or not?
1: You, you don't need info from him. You're just literally doing it for S's and G's. Right, exactly. Um, so, but, go ahead. No, no you're, good. I, I you're to, good. Go for it. I just wanted to say, so one of the karate champions, uh, one is of course famously uh, Chuck Norris in an early role, but Bob Wall, uh, his co-star in many films, also plays one of the the karate assassins. Mm-hmm. There is a scene in their big fight uh, in like the dirt road mm-hmm. where he, Bruce and Bob Wall, you could tell they fought each other because they're they're taking chances you wouldn't do. ...as two stuntmen. Like, they fought... You know, they're throwing stuff that looks pretty real. Uh, They probably weren't afraid to hit each other. Towards the end of their little sparring session... ...Bruce, for real... ...kicks him in the hamstring... ...and you see Bob almost buckle. Like, he hits him so hard... ...that Bob tries to follow up the next sequence... ...whatever they worked on... ...and almost falls into Bruce... ...and I'm like... ...he really kicked his hamstring... And, you know, Bruce kind of famous for his kicks. Like, I can't imagine how much that kick hurt. Y- that man's, your hamstring is not a tough muscle. Right. I mean, it can be blown out. It's also by foundational
0: because if you take that out, you're going to crumble.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. But Bob Wall, to his, to his credit, finished, finished the scene.
0: I mean, yeah, you definitely know he's not pulling that kick because Bruce Lee wants to make it look as fierce and as realistic as possible. Right, it just happens to be your like your hamstrings in the way, sorry, bud.
1: And, and one, so another thing, a positive though, in the, in that fight and the one after with Chuck is, you know, and you and I have talked about this either offline or or maybe in the intro we talked about it. Being bladed and fighting is the worst thing you can do. Yes, I mean a lot of success in fighting is facing, is having your shoulders squared against your opponent, but. The way that Bruce figured out to go bladed in this version of Jeet Kune Do to look good on the screen, absolutely the right move. Because he just looks cat like. Right. Not to that, you know, the pun with a cat the end, but he looks like a, a fencer footwork and it makes him appear so much faster especially when he's delivering kicks, to have that bladed style. So, Jonesy, why Even don't you go over what
0: bladed is to the audience? That, oh, that, that makes sense.
1: Know. So, in traditional fighting, or, or non-traditional fighting, you want to face your opponent, which means your your shoulders want to match your opponent's shoulders. You want to face them. So, there's no opportunity for them to take your back. Or, you know, get you in a rear naked choke or get mm. you in some kind of guillotine. Now, going bladed means that you shift your stance with your lead leg towards the person, and your back leg in line. So you only have one shoulder pointed towards the person. So you are literally perpendicular in in a T formation, versus being versus facing each other. Does that make sense? Did I explain it the right way? No, that sounds great. I just wanted to give the audience yeah. kind of a visual. So you know, anyone who of what bleeding is, anyone's ever trained bladed. to fight or wrestle or box or or I'm sure in real Jeet Kune do and Wing Chun, which I, I took, the worst thing you can do is go bladed because you will get your back taken almost immediately. You'll get choked out. Like, it's not to be done.
0: But in from a movie standpoint, it looks cool.
1: Uh, but for the movies, it looks amazing. It makes me want to fight bladed. Even knowing it's wrong, I'm like, oh, I can do it. If Bruce can do it, I can do it. There's no way, way too many I open die. spots
0: yeah for, for, <laughs> yeah, for getting attacked on for sure.
1: But for his sidekick, which is, you know, his most famous kick and his his heel kick, his Dragon whips his tail, it works. And he can, you know, he can fire it from the hip so easily in that position. And so, you know, you can, you've kind of realized why he does it because it makes it it's so spectacular to look at in a movie.
0: Right. And it definitely shows, you know, it looks good for Bruce and how muscular and how crazy
1: cut that dude is. Oh Oh my God. His back muscles made me sick.
0: There's the one scene in this where I think that's in every Bruce Lee movie of him shirts off, stretching until he's popping.
1: Oh, yeah. Bones or knuckles or. Uh, Who can say?
0: Vertebrae? Any cartilage in his body is getting popped every single time. I'll tell you though,
1: if he would ever jump off a building, he could glide to the ground with just his his lats. They're so. Like a flying squirrel? Or like, what do you say? Yeah. Exactly. Just with he could just float down with his. Oh yeah,
0: muscles. he's definitely yeah. That dude laying on his feet for sure, like a cat. Again, we're going back to the cat. <laughs> um, Not on
1: purpose. Oh god,
0: that freaking cat. So, which we might as well get to back to the to the, the back end of this. Basically, like you were stating before, they they were like, we need to get this guy out of here, and they hire assassins and then take him out. They then set up this huge ruse, basically of getting all the staff as well as Bruce out to a field um to kind of meet the boss aka oh wait it's a trap uh, and, yeah. th- and then a fight ensues Bruce then chases after the scummy small hat dude um, and leaves two wait staff there with the uncle who runs the restaurant so basically the whole thing with the restaurant is they're just trying to keep it working and you know these right. thugs are trying to get them out so they can sell it kind of deal So once Bruce leaves the turn, I, I also forgot that turn happened, but once I saw it, I saw it, I'm like, Oh, this guy sucks. Um, the uncle turns on the waitstaff and kills them because it was, it's not really like a great story of it, of basically he wanted, Bruce was stopping him from selling it to then go back to Hong Kong, a rich person and everybody else and the waitstaff were stopping him as well. So he wanted to, basically bend the knee to the gangsters and make the money and screw everybody else kind of deal. So we literally stabbed those two in the back, which is a bummer.
1: Yeah. I think for real, this, this story decision was made on set one day. Yeah. Because it really doesn't jive with the uncle's behavior for 99% of the film. Right. Because, but you know, yeah. I, it, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's probably for the time it was also pretty far. Uh, we felt pretty nuanced and, and, big twists were thing, so I'm sure it was shocking at the time.
0: We kind of referenced this before where some of the parts in this kind of correlate to things that happened in like Rumble in the Bronx, which we will go over one Rumble in the Bronx on another episode. But there were instances where things kind of matched up in the sense of there was the moment where Bruce and the girl were on a date during the day while everybody just got beat up in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> And then also with this at the end, while you're saying it kind of feels like a shoehorn in because the uncle didn't really seem like that the entire episode, whereas with Rumble in the Bronx, that thing had to end in like half, like 20 minutes uh, because something happened again. We'll go over that, but, but a lot of definitely uh, coincidences and correlations in in both of those. But yeah, so that twist happens. And then after that, Bruce then runs to the Coliseum to fight. Colt. So I actually timed this out when he hits that coliseum to when the fight with Colt ends is fifteen minutes. That's fifteen minutes with no dialogue, like none. Yeah,
1: insane. And it's the most important sequence in the whole movie.
0: This is what the movie was based off of. Especially in a lot of martial arts movies. It's it's always about the big bad at the end fight. This was, you know, no different. And this, just the location alone, was like kind of set the set the tone for this.
1: So, first of all, I love that they're so elite that they both recognize that they need to warm up and stretch mm-hmm. and they don't even they don't they just look at each other and kind of like okay we're and they both turn their backs and start just getting ready for the fight that still fills me with a sense of like badass wonder that I had when I saw this movie as a teenager right like you're like oh like you're even when they start stretching you part of you is like oh shit here we go it's about to go down they're getting ready to fight it's not just them throwing the first punch I mean and then the second part about this fight that I love before I flip it to you is I love that Bruce kind of gets his uh, ass handed to him a little bit realizes that he's telegraphing his kicks and starts like doing that Bruce Lee hop. Mm -hmm. so that chuck can no longer see what's coming and then he just dominates the fight after he figured like he just has to figure that one thing out Mm -hmm. and then it's over for chuck norris once he figures it out
0: yeah i'll definitely go off that the 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 beginning stretching i always i just equate that to bruce knows this is not a normal thug bruce knows this is a highly not to say that, you know, he knows all the world champions out there, but he knows this guy's different. So to treat both of them with respect, they stretch. They want the best out of each other. They do not want a handicap match at all. They want to nope. see what they can do against the best person who's in front of them. And they're going to be as limber as possible uh, to be able to put everything they've got into it. Um the setting is amazing. So they're literally fighting within the Coliseum, which is the craziest scene. You now you're so cool. You're going back to this is a scene of gladiatorial exhibition and combat in the past. And even though you're in the ruins, the, the site alone is very in, important. So this is a final battle, another insane battle happening in this great location. Just the wall, high walls, everything like that. It just looks super cool, which some of it I think might've been on a, studio set but still just them being around that area was great i mean bruce lee seeing him from one side of the coliseum to the other give him the thumbs down
1: badass oh yeah that was when, so when cool chuck, when chuck gives him the thumbs down right?
0: oh. so cool
1: amazing so he knows
0: like okay this is serious this guy is, is, is full gee is he gonna come and fight me kind of deal um i enjoyed this fight a lot uh this was the I, this fight sticks out to me as, as one of Bruce's like probably biggest fights. I mean Chuck with like no kind of chest grooming at all, just hairy
1: shoulder hair, shoulder hair
0: stops at the yeah. elbow for, for the, yeah, the back for some reason. Bruce has one move where he like grabs his chest hair and like blows it away. Which oh, like, oh what a dick! Amazing, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, and then we all right. So we have to talk about the cat. So for some yeah. reason there's a lot of emphasis they're fighting in these halls there's no one in in, in these ruins except for Bruce Chuck and a cat we don't and know a stray why cat we, a That's stray it. cat on a pillar playing with a boulder we don't know why the cat's there but emphasis on the cat because there's a and Jonesy reminded me of this because he sent me a gif about it before when we started recording there's a crazy zoom in at points and then they zoom in on the cat which has to be, a wink and a nod, Bruce trying to be funny kind of deal. It has to be. It makes no sense otherwise. This cat literally saw the best fight in the world.
1: I was trying to act like a, a, you know, USC film student. I was like, oh, maybe the cat uh, represents uh, Bruce. And, uh, you know, he's playing with the scenery like he was a director playing with two people. And at the end, I was like, I think it's just a cat. I mean, unless you want (laughs) to go deep
0: dive into like the cat was very into the fight in the beginning. And then when it was near the end, when Bruce was winning, the cat started playing with that rock.
1: I, I guess like some 4d I,
0: chess over here. I don't know if that works, but, um, but yeah, so let's talk about kind of the end of the fight. So they're, they're tit for tat. They're Bruce gets hit. Cole gets hit. Bruce gets it. Cole gets hit. They, they, they have to constantly move around, but you're hundred percent right. Once he kind of saw that, Colt was kind of mimicking his style and he changed it. He couldn't kind of reset himself. Um, and then there's one scene where Colt who's beat up, tries to do the fast, the, the light on the feet like Bruce and he cannot do it because that's not his skill set. And Bruce yeah. just dominates him, just takes his legs out from under him. The guy can't even stand.
1: Okay. But it, I think there's a, like chopping the tree or whatever the Kung Fu equivalent of that move is. He literally just beats his legs down around. Him. Right. Um, and and before, like Colt, doesn't give up, which I love about him as a character. He's not a coward; he doesn't run. But there's a moment where Bruce just like shakes his head at him, like, "Dude, don't get up."
0: Yeah, legit, stay down.
1: Yeah, he's like, "Look, I had like this. Is, I have this the is high over. ground. The
0: fight is over." Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> you are my brother, Colt.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah. And then he just got guillotined all to hell and then died.
1: Oh, yeah, the the four guillotine, uh, that's a nasty move. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, Typically meant just to put somebody to sleep, not to break their neck, but, you know, Bruce is Bruce.
0: Also, Bruce knew there's no way that he could have stopped him unless he kind
1: of. Oh, yeah, he would have never stopped. Yeah, I know. Until he died. Um, But I did like that he honored him after he put his kung fu jacket on. mm -hmm. He went and got his gi and laid it over him to honor him even in death absolutely like lightly put him down let
0: him face up he didn't like abuse the body in any way yeah because it was a respect thing because he pushed you know bruce to its limit um in that fight so that was that was kind of the big fight at the end and then there's a lot of shenanigans at the end of this movie
1: yeah it's like keystone cops (laughs) so uh, but once cementing again that it's a comedy uh, you know that all those great jokes they crack as they bury most of the weight staff. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a joke because you guys are dead. Uh, yeah, and then the uncle like cut himself to f- make it feel like he was the victim, and then he immediately turned. It was which is
1: kind of clever, I get because Bruce fell for it right away. Right, no, uh, that's true.
0: Um, but yeah, that's a uh, but yeah, that's basically you know way of the dragon. I I this is a classic. Bruce Lee movie. I would say Enter the Dragon for me is a little bit higher, but I, I did enjoy this movie a lot. I mean, af, after a rewatch. I, it brought well, back a lot of memories for me.
1: I will say, as, as good as this movie was, it makes you appreciate Enter the Dragon. Yes, I agree. As the superior movie. And I, I don't think anyone's going to argue with us on that one.
0: For sure. I mean, you kind of diagnosing this as a comedy, which absolutely makes sense, I can kind of see why it doesn't hit as hard, because there are a lot of moments of non-seriousness, which in any movie i don't think you need 100 seriousness all the time but um it was kind of a stretch for bruce but i i did enjoy it but man tried to throw that try to throw them ha ha's in i don't know if the, all of
1: them hit but man that's why bruce is not remembered as the great director that he was you know
0: what, did he do any other director or I, I don't believe he
1: did it's like a one-hit like, wonder I, on director okay I don't want the Bruce nerds to come after us. I mean, we can, well, you know, know,
0: we can do more research on this later. You know, we have, you know, this is what this podcast is for. It's not, we're not dirty. Sure.
1: We're here to learn. We're not the experts. No, we're just, we're not, we're just lovers of, uh, action films. Punching and and kicking all all day,
0: baby. Okay. So Jonesy, we're going to do star ratings on this. Uh, and Uh, what are you feeling for star ratings? Which, um, we post our reviews and stuff. Me and Jonesy both have letterbox accounts, um, which I highly recommend. It's just a great social media kind of a thing to log all the movies you've watched and kind of rate them yourself so you don't watch bad movies more than once because I do, because I forget. Yeah. So
1: jo- I'm a big fan of their lists. I can always make a list for different things I want to watch. And I also, uh, as a, a pro status, you can also uh, find out where you want to watch where it's streaming. Yes, I, tell you, which is, is super which helpful. Is an incredible feature uh you know disclaimer neither of us were for a letterbox also disclaimer this is it's not an ad
0: we just kind of like using it and it's kind of been yeah. my thing to log all my stuff so uh, Friend,
1: friends of ours are are deep into letterbox then there's a a good reason for it absolutely it's, it's a good app
0: it's a good it's definitely a good app so for star writing, jonesy what do you think we are ge- you are giving way of the dragon
1: this is a solid three stars for me uh and it, it's elevated of course by that the final fight with chuck norris uh, I would say it's definitely if you're a kung fu nut, or if you're you're getting into the Hong Kong uh scene, and it's kind of becoming your thin your thing, you definitely need to watch it. I mean, it's worth to watch the whole thing. If you're a casual fan or someone who just saw this title because you like Bruce Lee, Google the fight and watch it on YouTube, yep. and then you can save the uh, the dross. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Three stars, solid. I had fun. Uh, there wasn't any point where I felt like turning it off. So it's a, good, it's a good three-star movie for me.
0: Yeah, for me, so full disclosure on me, I don't do a ton of five-star movies because I don't know if if everybody's in the VIP, no one's in the VIP, so I have a lot of fours. But this one for me is a solid three as well. The comedy, some of the comedy stuff doesn't hit and it kind of feels out of place in a Bruce Lee movie, but I knew he was trying. But fight scenes alone, that Chuck fight at the end, great watch. Really solid. Again, like 15 minutes straight of just action, which is really cool. No dialogue. He's got a lot of great weapon skills, fights during the the uh, the movie. Uh, a lot of nunchuck skills, especially in this uh, big fight. So, for the fights alone, and uh, it, it, it gets a three stars for me. Solid. I mean, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed this movie. You know, it's it's a big one for me for
1: Bruce Lee movies. So, hundred percent.
0: So, what Jonesy, do you think we want to do for our next movie?
1: we have decided here on season one that we would tackle the movies that made us martial arts fans and fam and I are both fans of the movie blood sport yep. with your boy Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. So we hope you'll join us for episode two of season one where we cover blood sport.
0: Yes. Can't wait. Van Dam blood sport. Um, Twin Vipers, we're also on social media, twinviperspod at gmail If you want to send us any questions or you know, t- get touch with letter, the show, send, send us, us a, a letter. Voicemail. Voicemail, we'll figure out an episode to kind of knock all those out in one. So if you guys want to send any that stuff there, that'd be great. Also Twin Vipers Pod on Twitter and Insta. If uh, we'll be posting show notes once we start releasing episodes and we'll put previews for the next episode coming up. So Jonesy, do you have anything else to add on way of the Dragon or anything else?
1: I will say this if you like Bruce and you're interested to learn a little bit more about Jeet uh, Kune Do or how he gets started in movies, uh, you should YouTube his scenes from the uh, 1970 show Longstreet and I. it will give you a starting point for kind of his movie career. Awesome.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. YouTube definitely helps on specific stuff like that. And I will say as well, um, this definitely is not the last Bruce Lee movie we were doing. Um, We are definitely going to do more with us. We kind of don't want to do the same martial artists in the same movie back to back. So we're kind of run the gamut of a bunch of different martial arts movies and then kind of go back to um, tried and true ones. So like these things like end game or uh, enter the dragon, we definitely uh, will do that. So Uh, no worries there people.
1: Yeah, you will get your Enter the Dragon fix. Don't worry. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, I can't wait. That movie's so good. All right. So, uh, Jonesy, anything else or you're
1: good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to just here with you, fam. Hey, like buddy. I it. Maybe the episodes it. never get released and we just do this to, to talk to each other because I'm having a great time.
0: You know what? We're getting better at this and... Uh, We're glad that you guys are here listening to us and enjoy the ride. Oh, actually, you know what? No, we need to do one more thing. Ending on 100 Zen uh, martial arts quotes to kind of send you on your day. Have a good day. Have a good week. Uh, This one is fighting. Think of it as you need 100 answers to one question. Damian Trainer.
1: Oh, that is a great quote. I, for one, uh, love that. And when Bruce says, uh, beware not the man who... Uh, practices 10,000 kicks but practice practices one kick 10,000 times. There you go. So as the as a twin viper get ready for my kick and we will see you <laughs> on episode 2. Uh, I am Jonesy and joined always by
0: This is Fam and we will see you next time. is a Tape Deck podcast